This broadcast is so special to me. I sat down for a chill Zoom hang with my friends Catherine Paul, aka Black Belt Eagle Scout, and their partner and live performance band member Camus Logue. We chatted about music and land, and they played a couple of live songs, which sent me weeping. You will see that even though these are my friends, I am a total fangirl. I think that is how we should engage with our peers. We need to lift each other up, and this interview and sharing of live-ish music by Black Belt Eagle Scout really uplifted my spirits so much. And I hope this broadcast does that for you. So for a bit of context, Catherine Paul, or KP, is a Swinomish and Inupiat musician and visual artist creating under the name Black Belt Eagle Scout. KP writes the foundation of her music on guitar, adding other instrumentation such as drums, bass, vocals, keys, and percussion when recording, and has put out two records thus far under the moniker Black Belt Eagle Scout. Camus Logue is a Klamath, Modoc, Yahuskin, and Irish interdisciplinary artist who plays drums and guitar in Black Belt Eagle Scout's live band. Camus has toured in the band internationally, playing live and in radio performances. Camus has collaborated with Black Bell Eagle Scout in the Lost and Relax 7-inch album, in which his painting, Swinomish Stinta, is the focal piece on the cover. He has also collaborated on various Black Bell Eagle Scout merch designs, including an intaglio print turned t-shirt design and line-drawn sticker designs. KP and Camus share acoustic live versions of two songs by Black Belt Eagle Scout on this broadcast, and I'll let them tell you about it as we go. But at the end, I play my current favorite Black Belt Eagle Scout track, My Heart Dreams, from the album At the Party with My Brown Friends. Hope you enjoy the conversation, and thank you for listening. Thank you, Black Belt Eagle Scout, for being here. KP, Catherine Paul, and Camus Logue is joining me in the studio or in their home, in my home. <laughs> Zoom universe. Zoom universe, live and direct. Um, I just, I just am really grateful for you to share this hour with me, to share this time with me and I remember when we hung out in person last time, it was a couple of years ago in New Mexico when you all were passing through and you stayed with us. And at that time you were touring nonstop and it just felt like the world was ready for you, ready for your music and you were ready for the world. And since the pandemic has affected so many artists and especially musicians, I can only imagine how it's impacted you all. You. Um, you moved back home to your homelands um, to be present in the land, to be present with the land in that way. And it's been so inspiring to witness you all practice ease and flow with that transition. And you've deeply inspired me. And I know you have inspired so many of us in your pivot with grace back to the land. 
Um, can you all chat a bit about that and how it felt to be shifted out of tour life, not to choose it, but to lean into it as the world changed for touring artists like you all were? Just kind yeah. of unpack, <laughs> unpack that. <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you for saying it that way. <laughs> it doesn't feel that way, but but I like the way you said that. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess for us being in a touring band, like all touring bands, we had to stop touring. And with the like future uncertain and kind of still at the moment being uncertain, we sort of had to reevaluate and figure out what it is that we wanted to do and, and what it is that, uh, you know, was important to us. I think for me, it was important to be near family and to be um, kind of up in, in my homelands and I had asked Camus, like we had a plan to move back up this way up at Swinomish, but that plan was like in a few years from now. And I think when the pandemic happened, it sort of fast forwarded everything and, and gave us this perspective of what is it that we want right now in this life? And that was to, to be, you know, in, in this area. But I don't know, what about you? Yeah, it was very... Uh, it's very different. Um, I feel like, yeah, it was kind of also just being in this stuck in the city for the beginning of the pandemic too, and watching everything kind of shut down. And, um, you know, we were in Portland, so there was some pretty big movements happening with Black Lives Matter and, and police brutality. And it, it was an interesting place to be. And I'm glad we were there for that, but I'm also was really glad to, um, you know, not have to be in the, in the craziness of, of a city anymore. Of like, you know, when you're, when you're stuck inside all day, it's like, all you want to do is go out and be in nature. And when you're in Portland, it was like all the little nature spots were full of people. And so being here, it was just like, Oh, like this relief to kind of be able to be back with the land and, and have some space and um, heal and kind of focus, refocus on different, different projects. Yeah, I was earlier today actually um, was doing this training. So I, I like, we, we sort of like totally um, got new lives, I guess. We still play music. Like We don't know? live in a van anymore. We don't live in a van. Or a tiny, tiny apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I started working for a nonprofit called Potlatch Fund and um, have pivoted into like this other passion of my life, which is trying to like hold space and resources for indigenous communities. And so um, today at work, I was in this self-care workshop and we were talking about like what our self-care had has looked like during the pandemic and like we're just exploring like, you know, how we've, you know, noticed our resiliency change or come about with self-care. And a lot of that self-care for me, and I think also the canvas is being able to go outside and having that privilege of, of being able to like um, go out on hikes and go out on the water and kayaks. And, you know, growing up here in Swinomish, like I never really did that much outdoor stuff it's and and 
I think it's just because like I, um, you know, I could walk down the street and there'd be the water or something. So it wasn't ever like a, a huge like trip that, that I would take. And so now I'm trying to get really into it because there is that ability and we go out into, you know, on a little island or we go somewhere and for the most part it's just us and that's really nice and it's I don't yeah it's a it's a nice self-care thing that that has um come about for us I think it's interesting because self-care can kind of be stigmatized a little bit nowadays because so many of us need it it's almost like we can't have nice things we just like have to destroy it <laughs> like self-care has like just become commodified and i love the way that you're talking about self-care as like returning to the land and like just getting nurtured by nature um and i think that that's really important for us to remember is that we don't have to like have self-care as a commodity and so just thank you for naming that and thank you for like talking about self-care in that way i think it's something that we can all benefit from remembering like go outside or like if you have to drive drive a little bit but go to a water source and sit and be still with one person that you care about <laughs> so thank you for sharing that i really appreciate it and this is your homelands Catherine paul and so chemist where where are you from and how how is it that you all ended up in Catherine's homelands and like how is that feeling for you and where is that at? Yeah, so um, I was born in Portland, Oregon uh, originally and um, I'm from the Klamath, Modoc and Yehutskin tribes of Southern Oregon. And my reservation's in Chiliquin, um, kind of near where Crater Lake is. Some people know where that is. Um, and uh, it's a really beautiful place and I grew up kind of going down there to visit and visit family and go fishing and, and be in the land there, but um, primarily in the city. And, um, and yeah, so meeting, you know, when I met Catherine and we decided, you know, to start our kind of tour lifestyle together. Um, definitely, like, I remember, like, just kind of, you know, I feel like we got to travel so much and, and be in so many different really beautiful uh, places together that we got to kind of like vision where we want to, where we would like to live. Cause I feel like for both of us, the city in Portland was kind of getting hard to keep living there and it was getting expensive and just not a fun place to be anymore. Um, so, and I'd come up here all the time with her to visit, uh, her parents and we come up like, I don't know how much we came here, like two, three times a year or something. Yeah. And, um, I just really, I really love it here. It's really beautiful and it's nice to be on the water and um, it's, and there's some similarities to, to my reservation um, with the marshlands. There's like really beautiful marshlands here and lots of birds. Yeah, I don't, so <laughs> I want to butt in. <laughs> yes, girl, do it. <laughs> um, I feel like whenever like I talk, like there's like things that, um, like we get interviewed for I don't always like talk about my personal life and that and who I'm in a relationship with but you're talking to both of us so I feel like I should state the obvious <laughs> that humans are together as partners <laughs> and and here's here's the real story though we started dating and and then I asked Camus if he wanted to be in the band 
That's true. Yeah. Aww. I was like, will you? Do you want to like? Because you played drums and I, yeah. and, but you hadn't played drums in a really long. And played time. drums in a band in like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was sort of this moment where we were like, let's have this life together, and this life will be playing in a band together. You can you can play in the band, and we'll go on tour. And at first, you were not into it. You were like, you you were hesitant. Just maybe just because it was a big deal or like yeah it was a lot being on the road like that away from my kids and yeah. just kind of transitioning my whole sort of lifestyle into this different way to make it work and but we figured out a way to make it work really well mm-hmm. I was like, like you know being like living in a van with somebody and touring and like doing everything together in that kind of way is a really great test on a relationship if you don't want to kill each other by the end of it, you might be with the right person. And <laughs> we, 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 we managed work, to do pretty well. We work well. We even, we got married. In a, so in a band together. <laughs> so that, yeah, it went well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so cute and so beautiful. And I think that it's really interesting that that choice was complicated and then you made it and you survived tour and you're like all right we're a solid and then all of a sudden like the world changed <laughs> and you're like okay let's um let's do family and back on the land and try this other way and how has that how has that been and are you able to still weave music into your life i know you both enjoy it in various ways you know um how how are you bringing it into your life or are you not and have you really changed changed out of it i mean i think for me as like the songwriter of black belt eagle scout it's been it's been just a little bit difficult mainly because we when we moved up here we brought both of the kids with us and so like camus and i have been pretty much full-time parents during like for almost all of the pandemic And so I'm in this like zone of like realizing that, you know, parents who are musicians are like really badass people because it's like they have to like, you know, juggle so many things. And I'm finding that, you know, it's challenging. It's challenging to find like a quiet moment to like, you know, want to sit down and do songwriting. And so um, right now, both of the, both of our kids are, um, in Oregon visiting their other, um, their other parents and their other families. So, so now is the time when I'm supposed to be writing music, but I just haven't started yet. <laughs> I have, I have two more weeks to, to work on something. Um, but we've been enjoying our, our quiet time though. We've been yeah. going out on yeah. the water a lot. And, yeah. And- Chilling in the yeah. house and just having relaxing yeah. a little bit of a relaxing time. We've been able to like play together sometimes though, like for virtual shows. Like, I feel like I wanted to challenge myself and still being active as a musician, and pretty much have said yes to like almost all of these like virtual shows that people have asked me to play. And it's because like, I knew that songwriting was hard. And so I still wanted to actually play music. And so sometimes when we play these shows, like it'd be like 
the first time I'd play the song in a really long time <laughs> or like <Yeah. laughs> we did like a virtual show or yeah a virtual uh, show together where we had only practiced like once before <laughs> I kept falling apart right now so I'd be in such a bad mood because I'm like I practiced this one time and I'm being filmed on, in a live recording that's going everywhere and I'm like oh it's god so I practiced different. this zero times in the last year it's so it's so <laughs> different but also I feel like once I don't know for me at least once I, it happened I was like I like I like that that happened because I haven't forgotten about music it's still there <laughs> it is so different how it stamps it in time you know like all of we were Chinupa and I were talking about like how everything is being archived right now in a way that yeah. it never has been before you do a live show at like the Roxy or something and it's like that's the moment and it just exists in people's minds but now it's all just like recorded and archived for <laughs> for your children <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess also to answer your question more like it's you know from for me being back here in my homelands and I one of the big reasons was to be able to be there for my parents mm. to care for them and you know I got really scared when the when the pandemic first happened because they're older and they're both immunocompromised and I wanted and, and also my mom was having like mobility issues with her shoulder and was having to go do like some surgery stuff and I really just wanted to be available to help them and to not like be in you know far away and not be able to like do like something very basic like make them dinner or you know so that that was one of the driving reasons why we moved moved up here and it's been now yeah, we uh, see them every day pretty we much them all the time. <laughs> yeah they might even stop by who knows yeah they might stop by <laughs> yes little cameo <laughs> I got to meet your dad, um, KP, at that, uh, we were at the music hall in Oregon. I think it was called the music hall. Oh, oh yeah, Revolution Hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Revolution Hall. And he he played a song for an art show that was there. Yeah, he had a carving uh, piece that he had done. Yeah, it was Raven Steals the Sun. Um, mm. Yeah, that That's, was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. That's something that I've been doing since we moved too. I started apprenticing with Kevin, so I've been yeah. carving with him. We've been working on um, some stuff for the community, and we're we're working this big pole, this nineteen foot story pole right now. Really fun. That's amazing. That's so beautiful to be back home with family, and I really, I just. I don't know. I am really inspired by you all. And of course, I'm just Instagram stalking you because you're my homies. But I just I care about the people that are in my life and I don't get to see you all. So just seeing imagery of you all together and with family and on the land, it's just so nourishing, you know, because I know a lot of our peers who are musicians and artists aren't aren't able to have access to home in that way. And it's hard on people. So I think the way you all are navigating this is really um, gentle and beautiful and inspiring for so many of us. So thank you for for sharing sharing your um, journey in that way. And um, one thing I did was ask you all if you wanted to jam some music and um, asked you to 
um, invited you to or told you to. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you better play a song live on the radio. <laughs> I'd love to kind of invite that that in whenever you all feel ready. Yeah, we can do a song now. And um, maybe we could play at the party first. Yeah. And... Yeah, we practiced one time. We practiced one <laughs> last year. So. Well, I just I just want to say that that album has become an anthem record of resilience and like radical gentleness. And I know so many of us are craving more from Black Belt Eagle Scout to carry us through this year. So what a beautiful song to choose to share with us. Awesome. I wonder, so I, I hooked up my microphone to my bass amp. Okay. And, and uh, Camus has acoustic guitar. And then I have like electric guitar, but it's like quieter, sort of, so. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Luckiest gal in the world. <laughs> just you and me. Just, just, just personal serenade. <laughs> I'm just like I feel. I'm like tearing up. I feel so lucky. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I'm gonna be sharing this out, but <laughs> I like. <laughs> I haven't seen live music in so long. Wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> we're live, even though we're like on Zoom. It's live. Oh my god, I'm losing <laughs> my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. Hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I I'm like crying. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it felt so good to hear your music and to just like witness you playing music. It's so funny, like how desperately we need live music, you know, even though we're on computer screens, but just to like be in relationship to music. So I'm glad you all have other things going on, but I'm here to tell you that you can't stop making music. <laughs> <laughs> and I will fly over there <laughs> and beg on knees, my bended knees. Fly out there. We'll gotta go play New Mexico again. No, you're not in New Mexico right now, but <laughs> yeah, I'm in Montana. But yes, let's do. Let's do something that really just moved me so much. Thank you. Um, uh, so KP, you you write the music, um, like you were saying, like Camus came on through the tour, you know, and of course you're energetically like, of course, working in so many more ways other than Camus just being the drummer. But KP, what is the inspiration behind the song that you just sung for us? And um, can you talk about the language that you use and like the the melodies, perhaps break it down? Yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot of things that it's about. Um, I think it. I mean, I I feel like I sing my emotions a lot, and I sing like things that I'm feeling, and I sing like a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that's in the songs that. That, that are the lyrics I don't necessarily like write down on paper um and and or like I don't like work on them that way like first and foremost they they come from when I sit down and I play guitar and I start singing and things come that way and I'll keep things like that and so I like and so I feel like when that happens like it's like it, the song takes meaning from the the conception of it 
but then it also takes meaning from, you know, where I am when I'm singing it live. And just cause it's like expressing whatever I'm going through. I think when that song was being written though, like I was thinking um, honestly, like about resiliency. And I was thinking about like being able to stand up for ourselves um, from, I, I guess, from my perspective as indigenous queer woman and um, that those the lines like we will always sing we will always sing like that came to me one time because I was thinking like you know our people have been through so much and yet we, we're still singing you know we're still um, walking this earth and, and we're still um, you know living within our cultures and that's 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 a lot <laughs> and and so um I think the song it takes form with with strength um and yeah yeah it's about strength and for those melodies I mean they really feel like like there's it feels like there's a lot of ancestral like um language within just the melody I guess maybe language is the wrong term but it feels it feels hella indigenous <laughs> you know like the, <laughs> how do i how do i phrase this <laughs> but um is this something you're drawing on from your culture or is it just melody that came to you as a present indigenous woman I mean, it's definitely a part of who i am it's a part of you know who i am and how i grew up you know my dad always said to me sing from your heart you know, sing, sing from your heart. And, and from my heart, like I have all of my ancestors with me. I have my connection to my homelands. I have, you know, I'm learning my language right now. I'm, I'm also just me in, you know, 2000 and 2021, you know, I'm, I'm me walking around today. And so, you know, there's just a lot, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. I feel like sometimes like people have like, like uh done like this stereotype of like oh your music is just like like tribal or like native and not really knowing or like not really understanding what they're saying or maybe they are but but like I feel like what I'm trying to express is just who I am right now and that has a whole lot of weight from my from my history and my ancestral history. Yeah, I thank you for saying that because sometimes even if if there is like embedded like context of like ancestral wisdom from any plane, it's not for anybody to decide or determine or to like mark or note or to um, kind of put you in a historical context or, or, or pigeonhole you in a space. So I appreciate you kind of being like, well, some people say it, but it doesn't matter because it's mine and I'm existing in this place at this moment. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Camus, you said you came in and KP, you were saying Camus came in to like play for the touring band. Do you feel like at this point, um, very much before I thought of KP as Black Belt Eagle Scout. Do you think at this point, Black Belt Eagle Scout has become more of a band um, and less as like 
an individual or do you feel like do you help with writing the songs Camus or are you very much like supporting what KP is working through yeah I'm definitely a, a hired hand I'm a I'm a I'm a <laughs> touring musician <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah. though it's I like I mean I feel like we've we've worked together we were trying to record some stuff together recently and that was interesting um that was an interesting experience where I was writing drum parts and um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we experiment with different things, but I'm definitely, she's the, she's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, though, you've been, become, like, a part of the band, like, in this collaboration way, like, with, with, like, the, this um, EP that we did, the 7-inch, like, I asked Camus to, like, collaborate with his art. And then also like on a lot of merch, like in a lot of like artwork that the band puts out, like it's majority is like Camus is, is, is doing work in that way. And so like, I feel like even though it's not like Camus isn't writing songs, he's definitely a part of the band in, in like a different sense of, of collaborating creatively and artistically in you know, what makes a band, you know? you can just write songs and in your bedroom. But like the thing that we do is we go out and tour and we have this whole big thing <laughs> that has a lot of parts to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole production for sure. And I really appreciate the way, way you all are working with each other and bouncing off of each other, but very much holding and respecting space for what you all contribute as individuals to the whole um, I think that is really a recipe for success as far as like the band continuing to grow and evolve, even if whatever that means for you all. And like, what what do you feel like is most important to you right now? Um, I know that you're doing the potlatch work, KP. Um, and Camus, you're kind of just working through your art and different practices like that. What What's on your minds? What What do you feel like you want people to know about right now as far as like the work that you're doing and activating? There will be new music coming probably by the end of the year. Okay. Be. And um, that's something that will happen this summer, the recording of it anyway. And I, I mean, this is the plan for now. <laughs> so I'm going to work with one of my friends and she's going to help um, produce this EP. And I'm really excited. It's my friend um, Takia Reed from Divide and Dissolve Band. And so, yeah, it's, I'm excited for that. But I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're, who knows if this will happen, but I've agreed to it, but we're going to go on a tour next year. <laughs> who knows, who knows if it'll happen, you know? Um, but I feel like the music community right now is like trying to put things on the calendar in the hopes that maybe it'll be safe enough, but I have no idea. Like it, I, I, I don't know. So we'll see, but there is a tour that is going to happen. I can't really say what it is because it's not technically announced, but there will be some shows um, that hopefully happen. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But yeah, we'll continue on this 
as as a band if if we're able to you know if we can go play shows and yeah i think it, it's feel the vibe i'm getting is like the energy of the crowd and of touring and of being in community with other musicians and fans is really important to the process yeah definitely yeah i think that that's probably this i think that's the thing i like the most about being in a band is just being able to play a show and to be in community with people and to meet people and yeah because i don't know like i go in the studio and it's like over in like a week but you can go on tour and and go see so many people and go play shows and it's definitely i think you know really really valuable to us and is there another song that you'd like to share yeah <laughs> <laughs> because I'm craving more. <laughs> yeah, we have another song. Um, hold on, though. It's so funny. I was playing this song earlier, and I couldn't the lyrics, and I was like, "What?" And so I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna have a reminder on it. Like that happened with all of my songs <laughs> I've ever written. I'm like, how do I play any of these? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. We've never played this song this way. Um, with acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah, mix. with acoustic. With acoustic played it with both of us on guitar. I feel like this is this is going to be very, like, folk punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be a folk punk We're band. a folk punk band now. <laughs> pandemic changed us. Yeah, pandemic changed us. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll start with you, actually. We're going to do it together. Okay. One, two, three, four.
just like coming in and you all were just glowing it's so epic being eaten by the sunlight maybe i should close this one now it's so beautiful y'all brought the sun there we go. so good
<laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Was it interesting doing it acoustic? Um, yeah, I, um, we usually have loud, louder pedals. <laughs> usually the drums. Yeah. <laughs> drums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll play that song, but I'll like loop the, um, loop the rhythm guitar but it's like mm. I feel like I like that better because I always want to play faster towards the end and you can't play faster when the guitar is looped and it's just <laughs> like uh, uh, I just want to play faster but I can't because if I do I'll mess up the song so I like that actually I have to listen to the loop too and not drum <laughs> faster because I want to drum faster and I'm like oh I'm watching you I'm not watching the pre-recorded right, right, tick right. beat <laughs> <laughs> well y'all pulled it off in a real good way <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> i can see i like i just want to like headbang at the end of that song <laughs> there's like something in it that just makes you want to get nuts <laughs> <laughs> so i can understand the wanting to play faster <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And, uh, and where can people find that song? What album is that song available on? That's on um, Mother of My Children album. Mm. And the the one song before at the party was on the at the party with my brown friends. And you can honestly find it anywhere. Like it's all on the internet and it's probably in some record stores that you go to, indie record shops and yeah, you can find it if you really want to. <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> awesome. Well, I just have a couple more questions for you all before I let you back to your beautiful afternoon out there. Um, who are three artists that you are listening to right now that are inspiring you? Um, okay. I'm so, to answer this differently. <laughs> <laughs> I know you both have such different ways of thinking about things. I mean, the album that is on, in a record on a record player right now. I see it is the new "Divide and Dissol Dissolve" album. It's so good. We're both listening to that it's one a lot. It's so yeah. good. And I think also another album that gets played on a record player is uh, Adrian Lenker's "Songs." Yeah. Um, just I don't know. Like, it's a really beautiful album. Yeah, both are really beautiful. Like they're yeah, both of those albums are really beautiful. But I mean, I don't listen to music that much. Like I um, line of talk. That's another one. The new line of talk album. We oh yeah, we listen to that one a lot. What is it called? Sorry, I couldn't hear. Uh, you. It's the new land of talk album. Oh, land of talk. Um, I forget what it's called too. I don't remember. Um, that came out last year though, and that was yeah. We listen to that one all the time. But I don't know. Also, just. When, when I listen to music, I, like, I'll put on some, like, just random stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we'll recently... We a in the house. <laughs> Maybe embarrassing, but recently I was, I was playing that Justin Bieber song, Yummy. <laughs> I've been on, like, a, like, actually, you know what? I have been listening to music. I've been on a pop music kick. Like, I've just been, like listen to so much pop music and like i don't know 
what it is. Yeah, but... there's a formula to it that definitely like lifts your spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I just want to like groove and like, I don't know. I don't know. You listen to a lot of rap music too. Rap music, yeah. Kind of old music. Oh, Sasami. I listened to I listened to Sasami the most last year, I think, is what uh, my Spotify told me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, the one that you're on. The um that's it's a dedication album to Shambia. Oh yeah. There is something yeah, there I I was listening to that a lot too. There is uh this this um tribute a uh, compilation that just came out for uh, Jean-Vier Castre and um, who passed away from uh, cancer. Mm. And so the album is a bunch of her friends that um, are covering her songs. And I did one of the songs, my favorite song of hers, it's called Masks. And uh, there's a lot of just really beautiful songs like her songs are just so beautiful, but like also the the covers are really beautiful too. <laughs> like my friend um, Allison's band, uh, Allison, Paul, and Nick's band's new issue. They covered one of her songs, and it's so it's it's so good. Um, but that album came out recently, and it's uh, it's to raise funds for um, a cancer research center in Seattle. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I haven't I haven't checked that album out yet. I'm excited to just like Yeah. Yeah. It's on the Opon Bandcamp, mm-hmm. which is which is Johnny's project. You get to hear KP sing in French. Oh yeah, sing in French. Wow. <laughs> I wanna hear that. <laughs> All in French. It was nerve wracking. Um mainly because I just didn't want to mess up any of the French. But I think I did okay. I think I did okay. And I took French in college, so I had some practice beforehand. <laughs> oh, that's handy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right on. All right. And um, I'm going to ask this, and I'd like you both to answer, um, if you don't mind. But what advice can you offer to other musicians or artists at this time that um, that might help them kind of move into a space of growth or anything that's helped you or any seeds of advice that other people have given to you over the years that um that maybe you can share with the next generation or even your peers i have a good one um, okay came to me immediately i think it's just go with the flow like you know go with however you're feeling like you know if you're not feeling like playing music right now don't play music right now. If you're really feeling like you want to, then go with it. You know, you know, listen to your body and your mind of, of, you know, what feels right. I feel like oftentimes within like music, because for the most part, it works within like a capitalistic structure. There can be a lot of pressure to do things. And, and so like, I I feel like I, I want to just say like, don't, don't try to adhere to that pressure because you should, you know, just be, be who you are in your own creative beauty with, with, with what you, you know, want to create for yourself. And yeah, that's, that's my advice. <laughs> I, I never have I advice. That. I never have, you know, whenever somebody asks me for advice, I'm like, I don't know, but for <laughs> some reason that came to my mind today. <laughs> that's really important. Going with the flow 
is so important and I think we can all do like benefit from a reality check in that way of just like ease through it we got this so thank you for that yeah yeah and uh gosh I was you know I was I was thinking about that conversation that I had with you a while ago with me yeah with you oh. we, were we were talking about that um interview with uh Chinupa and Sterling oh yeah mm -hmm. and how they were talking about um you know, having having a fallback plan or a backup plan when you are pursuing your art or your music or whatever your passion is in life. And and that really rang true. And I, I watched that and was like, yes, that's so great. And it was, you know, don't uh, you know, if you're if you're trying to do your art, trying to do your music, don't have a plan B. Just have a plan A and go for it. Because if there's a plan B or a fallback plan, you'll always fall back. And I loved that. And I know that's not from me, but I just, I love that so much. And I've been, I think about that a lot lately because I've just recently shifted a lot of stuff in my life and I've been trying to focus purely on my art and um, it's really helped just kind of motivate me and, and um, yeah. And just, you know, just do what you love, do what you want to do. And, and if sometimes it doesn't work and that's okay. And you can find ways to make it work. And sometimes you have to have a plan B, you know, you can't always fall back. You know, you, sometimes you really have, you get kids, you've got responsibilities, whatever, but um, you know, if you're going for something that you really love and you put your all into it, you'll be able to, to make it work somehow. That's so true. Thank you for reminding me of that too. I mean, I love, I love that sentiment. And I think it's important that we share these kind of seeds of knowledge, you know, we're, we're planting a garden, like a collective garden of like inspiration. And one thing I love about asking this question about like what advice or what, what can you offer is it's, I feel like it's dismantling scarcity, you know, like we all can like be sharing resource with each other. It doesn't have, it doesn't always look like monetary or like material goods resources like inspiration and kindness and like knowing that we're all in it together and we're there's like little things like go with the flow or like don't have a plan b that can stick with people and every person that this sticks with it reverberates and our communities get stronger and stronger and um i don't know i'm having a lot of trouble like expressing how grateful i am you know and i feel like such a crybaby on this episode because I'm just like I don't know I think that you all playing music and sharing music with me today has really affected me in such a restorative way and um, I'm having trouble even contextualizing it so that's beautiful like that's what music should do right <laughs> and I just wanted to thank you guys um, for being here I feel like nothing I say right now is going to do justice to how grateful I feel. <laughs> oh, I can feel it. I can see it in your expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my smile is like wrapping around my face five times. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you, Ginger. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, as artists, like it's great to be able to reach out to one another and promote one another and just like have conversation about what you're doing and just like yeah, being able to talk to other other people that that are have similar interests and seeing how they're making it work for them. 
um, is really important. And I really appreciate that about you because you've been there for me doing that as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel grateful to be in community with you both and to continue to watch you just, um, soar and shine and just be brilliant. And we're all with you and we really, yeah, we really need you right now. So thank you. Um, yeah. And that's the show. <laughs> that's our show. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I never know how to end, but <laughs> cut. I need like a little marker. Cut. And that's it. <laughs> no, we finish in my language. I would, I would say, hoya, chad. <laughs> yeah, I'm finished. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I would say.